Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders Podcast as we close out the month of November. I don't know where time goes, but uh, lots to discuss as the offseason continues and uh, getting close. December, hopefully, will be the beginning of training camp. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off of your next order. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show We will discuss the Islanders' cap room situation, a couple of things they can do to free up some cap space and make a couple of moves that might allow them to sign Matthew Barzal and and also the other players who they have agreements with but haven't signed. We'll have our Islanders' birthday of the day and yet another set of rankings uh, done by the national media that really disrespect the New York Islanders organization. We'll talk a little bit about that and what it is, how it breaks down, and how accurate is it? Because the Islanders, again, not getting a lot of respect on a national level, and that is certainly frustrating for Islanders fans. If there's something on your mind that's Islanders-related, please feel free to contact the show via email, the email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the air when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, Uh, so make sure you follow us and we'll do just that. So, the New York Islanders, again, uh, looking at the week coming up, and another set of rankings out there, and this one was at The Athletic, and basically, The Athletic ranked all the teams, it was called their Future Power Rankings, and the Future Power Rankings broke down four different categories. Uh, it talked about each team's the, the young core, which is players under 25 and prospects. Talked about each team's management and coaching, ownership and market, and their salary cap situation. And it graded each of these on a scale of 0 to 10. And the Islanders, uh, once again, getting no respect from the national media, ranking 27th out of the existing 
31 teams in the National Hockey League. And look, the salary cap grade, they got a 4.2 on that one. I don't necessarily have any uh, arguments with that. The Islanders, certainly not the only team in salary cap uh, with problems with their cap. And look, right now out of the 31 teams, 27 or 28 of them have cap issues. So that's not it. I don't dispute that. Uh, The young core, under 25 players and prospects, I think 3 out of 10 is more than a little bit low. Uh, I mean, Matthew Barzal alone should raise that number above a 3. Yeah, the Islanders right now do not have a large number of players at Bridgeport who are ready to step in and and take over full-time roles on this team. That is true. And yeah, you know, there, there are a lot of guys on this team who are on the wrong side of 30, but three out of 10, I think, is still too low of a grade. Management and coaching, they got an eight out of 10. I fully understand that. You look at Lamarillo and Trotz, and that certainly, you know, I I can't think of too many teams with a better coach and general manager combination in the National Hockey League. But then you go to ownership and market, and the Islanders got a four and a half out of 10 for ownership and market. And, you know, look, I understand that the present ownership hasn't been there that long, but since they came on board a couple of years ago and became the primary owners of this team, the controlling owners of this team, they have had success. They hired Lamarillo and Trotz. They have reached the playoffs two years in a row, won a playoff series two years in a row, and, you know, went on the longest playoff run that this franchise has had in 27 years. Islanders were one of the final four teams in the NHL this year, and to have the ownership group marked that low is more than a little bit confusing to me. And then market? Look, the Islanders are about to open up in less than one year, a brand new state-of-the-art arena that will give them the best of both worlds as far as still being part of the New York City market and still catering to their the majority of their fan base, which is still on Long Island. It is an arena that is accessible. They are still part of the number one TV market in the United States. And to give them only a 45 out of 10 for ownership and market, it should be, in my mind, a six and a half, a seven, uh, something in that range. So again, the Islanders not getting the respect from the national media, ranking 27th out of the 31 NHL teams. Feel free to uh, comment about this, whether it's on our Twitter feed or via email. Let me know what you think, Islanders fans, because I I just can't see these grades being that low as compared to the rest of the league, and hopefully that will change in the near future. What, look, one more long playoff run, and I think the Islanders will start getting some of the respect that they deserve. All right, we've got a lot more to get to on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. 
We've got our Islanders birthday of the day. We've got a uh, a nice little announcement to make also uh, concerning uh, a birth in the Islanders family. And of course, we'll talk a little bit more about the salary cap situation and some of the things the Islanders can do to free up some cap space. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Folks, you've heard me talk about Built Bar, the best tasting candy bar ever. And just now for Cyber Monday, Built Bar will have you dreaming of a white Christmas. The white chocolate continues while supplies last. How about these two new flavors, white chocolate cherry sundae and white chocolate coconut deluxe. Both of them have just 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 4 grams of sugar. So they're not only helpful to building building up your protein content, but they're good for you as well. And right now, we've got a special promotion going on just for Cyber Monday. Order now, get two free candy cane brownie bars with every item purchased while supplies last. And get 25% all products plus receive one free advent calendar with every purchase. So that's 12 Built Bites and 12 months of savings. Go to BuiltBar.com, get 25% off for Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Plus, don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED to get an extra percent off. That's promo code LOCKED to get an extra percent off at BuiltBar.com. I, we are back, and uh, just in case you were curious, the top teams on the list uh, by The Athletic, which was the power rankings for uh, a few years down the road, uh, the Vancouver Canucks were fifth in the league on that list. Coming up in fourth, the Carolina Hurricanes, a division rival, obviously, of the Islanders. Uh, the Rangers third on that list with a very high ranking for young core and prospects. Uh, and then there was a tie for first between the Colorado Avalanche and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, Maple Leafs, you know, they rank them high all the time. They still haven't won a Stanley Cup or been to a Stanley Cup final since 1967. Wanted to also mention... Uh, congratulations are in order to Brendan Burke and his wife as they have uh, welcomed in a new baby. Uh, so congratulations to the Burke family. And, uh, you know, the Islanders are very fortunate to have uh, a great announcing team, both on television and on radio. So uh, glad to uh, see that the Burks are doing well and to welcome the newest addition to the Burke family and to the Islanders family. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. It's a couple of days early, uh, needless to say, but we are going to wish uh, a very happy 72nd birthday to a player who actually was an original Islander, uh, former Islanders center Ralph Stewart. And uh, Stewart was an original Islander, made his NHL debut briefly in 1970-71 with the Vancouver Canucks, uh, played all of three games with them, had an assist, then played with the Islanders, split that inaugural Islanders season between the Islanders and their 
Farm Club, the Fort Worth Wings of the old Central Hockey League, and then was a full-time Islander in 73-74, 74-75, and half of the 75-76 season. Uh, and the thing about Ralph Stewart uh, that you may not remember, you know, when the Islanders were struggling in their first two seasons, Stewart was on, you know, he was a top six forward, had 23 goals in just 67 games in 73-74, and was part of that 74-75 team that made the long playoff run all the way to the semifinals, had three goals and six points in 13 playoff games that year. And as the Islanders got better, uh, Ralph Stewart found himself going from, you know, top six forward to bottom six forward and was eventually phased out. But he was a key cog for the Islanders uh, during a big part of their development. And quite honestly, not so sure that the Islanders would have had that playoff run without some of his contributions back in 1975. We're going to go back and take a look at Ralph Stewart's best game as an Islander. Took place at the old Checker Dome in St. Louis. Islanders and the Blues, December 22nd, 1973. Jerry Desjardins, the goalie for the Islanders, against Wayne Stevenson in the net for St. Louis. And the Blues got on the board first. Enforcer Steve Durbano scoring his fourth from Gary Unger and Glenn Sather just a minute 37 seconds into the game. It was a power play goal as Craig Cameron of the Islanders was off for interference. But the Islanders evened it up early in the second period. Seven seconds in, Ralph Stewart gets his 10th of the year from Craig Cameron. And that was, at the time, uh, a new Islanders record for the fastest goal at the start of a period. Ernie Hickey came through and gave the Islanders a lead a little more than two minutes later. Hickey's fifth from Ed Westfall and Dennis Potvin at 2.40. And just like that, that one nothing deficit had become a 2-1 to one lead for the Islanders. But the Blues did answer back. They get a shorthanded goal, believe it or not, uh, and with that shorthanded goal by Chris Evans, his second, Gord Brooks, the assist, it's a 2-2 two -two hockey game. But with just eight seconds left in the second period, Ralph Stewart strikes again, his 11th of the season, second of the game, Burt Marshall and Brian Spinner Spencer with the assist at 19:52, and the Islanders had a 3-2 lead in the third period. Late in the second period, by the way, uh, we mentioned Steve Durbano, one of the all-time uh, enforcers in hockey history. He ended up getting 22 minutes in penalties. Uh, that was two for elbowing, a 10-minute misconduct, and a game misconduct. And that's what set up that uh, goal by the Islanders late in the period. Meanwhile, in the third period, the Islanders were short-handed as Jean Potvin was off for hooking, but Ralph Stewart gets a shorthanded goal to complete his only career NHL hat trick. It was his 12th of the year, unassisted, and the Islanders skate away with a 4-2 win over the St. Louis Blues for Jerry Desjardins, 31 saves to earn the victory, 16,307 fans on hand. The hat trick for Ralph Stewart, he was the only player 
uh, on the Islanders to have a multiple point game. Burt Marshall led the Islanders with a plus three. And Ralph Stewart, by far, led the Islanders in shots. The Islanders took 32 shots as a team. Ralph Stewart had eight of them to pace the Islanders' attack. And, of course, he got the three goals. So, happy 72nd birthday to former Islanders center Ralph Stewart. Uh, that birthday will actually take place on Wednesday, so we're a couple of days early. But Ralph Stewart is our Islanders' birth perspective on the National Hockey League. Check out Locked On NHL. They'll tell you all the latest news from around the league and keep you up to date on what's happening with the NHL's attempts to resume play. January 1st, still the target date, but will they be able to pull that off? We've got more to come. We will talk more salary caps, some possible moves the Islanders can make to straighten that out. We have all that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, so we are back and plenty more to discuss right now. And the Islanders, look, got us clear up some cap space. We know that. And the situation with Johnny Boychuk probably going on long-term injury will help the Islanders. And again, uh... Still, that gives them about six, a little over $6 million in cap space, and they need more than that just to sign Matthew Barzal. I'm estimating 7 to $8 million a year on a bridge deal for Barzi, although, again, it remains to be seen what Lou Lamarello and Matthew Barzal's agent are actually able to uh, come up with. But right now, the Islanders still need more cap space to sign Barzi. They still have you know, agreements in place with Matt Martin and with Andy Green. So they're probably going to need about 9 or $10 million worth of cap space. They don't have it. So even after you put a player like Johnny Boychuk on long-term injury list, what are the Islanders going to do? And look, Andrew Ladd could also head to the long-term injury list. That would free up a little bit of cap space. And look, this is something they've done before, so we have to see. Now, the other alternative uh, is that Ladd could be sent down again to Bridgeport. That is another option that has happened. And the Islanders could save at least almost $1.1 million if they were to send players like Andrew Ladd, Thomas Hickey, and Leo Komarov down in the minors this season. And look, Ladd and Hickey have already spent time down in the minors. That is certainly not a surprise. And look, you know, the Islanders love Leo Komarov. He's popular in the locker room. He kills penalties. But he is certainly overpaid based on his production. And I think that the Islanders may have little choice but to either try to trade Uncle Leo or possibly send him down to Bridgeport uh, for at least part of the season in an attempt to uh, free up some cap, cap space. And look, that will add about $3.2 if you put all three of those players in the 
miners, and that would get them up to about $9.3 million available in cap space. Still tight, and now it's going to be up to Lou Lamorello to either come up with some kind of a trade or make yet another move. And the problem is, when you look at the possibility of trading, there are only a handful of teams, I think three, maybe four teams, that have a lot of cap space right now. So if the Islanders want uh, a team to take an Andrew Ladd off their hands, or a Thomas Hickey, or, you know, another player who is a little bit overpaid and a little underproductive, they're going to have to sweeten the pot. And you end up really giving up draft picks or giving up another useful player that you have to include in a deal just to free up cap space. Again, I still have that feeling that the Islanders will not make that move that trade that we've talked about to add a goal scorer until we get closer to the trade deadline. One other national ranking that's out there right now, uh, the score.com came out with off season grades for every team in each division. And the Islanders, again, not getting a lot of respect their grade right now for the offseason, according to the score, and again, national media just not giving the Islanders a lot of respect, their offseason grade is a D. And look, right now, they didn't like the Taves deal. The, they're certainly not thrilled with losing the Islanders losing Johnny Boychuk, although that was obviously due to injury. But Right now, the the conclusion by the scores writer is no improvements up front or on defense. This offseason can only be considered a disaster, especially while Barzal remains unsigned. The only thing saving this grade from an F was convincing Ilya Sorokin to leave the KHL six years after the Islanders drafted him. And again, I don't agree with that low of a grade. I think that the Islanders' offseason was probably around a C or a C plus, because Sorokin probably is a big deal, considered by many to be the the best goalie right now outside the National Hockey League, and having him join the Islanders. And then the other assumption is, you know, the odds of the Islanders re-signing uh Matthew Barzal are high, and this rating did not include Andy Green, Corey Schneider, and Matt Martin re-signing with the team, mostly because those deals are unofficial. So again, the national media not showing the Islanders a heck of a lot of love, no matter where you look, and it is certainly frustrating for the Islanders. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. Uh, we'll be back Wednesday. Again, we drop new episodes right now during the offseason, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, uh, a little after midnight, uh, like 12.25 a.m., Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning. So make sure you join us, and we will have more of the latest news on Matt Barzal and his situation on Wednesday's show. Stay safe, everybody. Hope everybody 
uh, had a great weekend and a great start to their work week. And of course, let's go Islanders.